The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Airflow Breast Pumps. Did you know that your health insurance will cover the cost of a breast pump? It is true, guys. I promise. In fact, many health insurance plans also cover milk storage bags, breastfeeding prep courses, and more. At Airflow Breast Pumps, you can shop top-rated breast pumps from brands like Medela, Spectra, and Motif without ever opening your wallet. Fill out their quick and easy insurance eligibility form, and they'll take care of the rest. It might just be the easiest thing that you do during your whole pregnancy. Just visit airflowbreastpumps.com slash mommy labor nurse. That's A-E-R-O-F-L-O-W breastpumps.com slash mommy labor nurse to find out why more than 1 million moms have chosen Airflow Breast Pumps to get their pump through insurance. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control, and have an even better birth, no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse, and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, I thought it would be fun to look at your journey to baby through a series of pregnancy milestones. Who doesn't love milestones? Love it. Okay, so, so much happens during your nine months, and there is so much to look forward to. Pregnancy is a time that's typically filled with lots of emotions. Yes, we all know that to be very true. I do. (laughs) But there's no doubt that whether it's your first or your eighth, There's a lot that goes on in the nine months of growing your baby. I could probably come up with a list of 100 milestones, but then this episode would be super duper long. So we're going to keep it to 20 pregnancy milestones that you definitely don't want to miss. And after you finish this episode, go check out episode 103. It's called 10 Things You Can Do to Prep for Labor. It was actually, fun fact, one of the most popular episodes last year. All right, let's get into it. This is going to be chronological because there's no other way to do it, right? So we're going to start off with some first trimester pregnancy milestones. And obviously, number one, your positive pregnancy test. It's usually the way most people find out they're pregnant. Some people go to the doctor and uh, get blood drawn and their doctor's like, hey, you're pregnant. But most people pee on that stick. Maybe you've been waiting months or years, right, for a positive pregnancy test. Maybe you just started trying. Either way. 
this is likely to be that first super duper big milestone of your pregnancy. You know, if you just found out, congratulations. If you're about to deliver your baby, congratulations. Cue all the emotions. I remember when I found out I was pregnant, well, three times because I had a miscarriage in between Walter and Rylan, but there's nothing like that moment that you find out you are pregnant. It's very, very unique, exciting, um, scary, obviously for a lot of people nervous. There's just so many emotions, but I remember the feeling very distinctly and it probably not going to have any more children. But I remember thinking with my last one, when I found out I was pregnant with him thinking it was kind of sad because I'm like, oh, I'm probably not going to have this emotion again. So yeah, just sit with that. I don't know. I don't mean to make this into a sad episode, (laughs) but yeah, it's that positive pregnancy test is a unique feeling. All right, number two, your next milestone is that first prenatal appointment. So for most women, their first appointment will be somewhere between six and 12 weeks from your last missed period. Certain medical conditions or, you know, a history of recurrent pregnancy losses might have you in the office a little bit earlier, but otherwise you usually have that confirmation appointment first in that six to nine week range. And then usually your first like big appointment by the 12th, 13th week mark. Some providers skip that confirmation ultrasound. Some providers do it. It just kind of depends where you're at. But if you go to this appointment, your provider will confirm your pregnancy with a urine pregnancy test, the same one that you peed on at home. They're literally exactly the same. They're probably cheaper. Um, And you'll also get an ultrasound. But because your little baby is very, very tiny, this ultrasound will likely, likely be transvaginal, just a heads up. If you're a little bit further along, like closer to that like eight or nine week range, they might be able to do an abdominal one, but it's usually, that first one's usually transvaginal and your provider will measure baby to make sure confirmed pregnancy, make sure there is a pregnancy in there and do some measurements to agree uh, and come up with a due date. Usually if baby is measuring more than a week off from the date calculated by your last missed period, or if your cycles are very irregular, your provider will probably adjust that estimated due date. But if everything lines up, you know, maybe there's a day or two kind of off, then they usually go with that last missed period. That's what they'll use to get your estimated due date. They'll give you your due date. But yeah, that's a huge one, a huge one because it makes it real. Number three in the first trimester is within that appointment, but it's hearing and seeing that heartbeat for the first time. Yeah, I think a lot of us remember that moment when we first saw that little beating heart. There's really nothing like it. And all of these milestones are very special in their own way, but hearing your baby's heartbeat for that very first time, seeing that little flicker has to be pretty, pretty darn close at the top of the milestone list. Fun fact, your baby's heartbeat might be detected for the first time as early as five to six weeks. And like I said in the last one, this early in pregnancy, they'll need to do a transvaginal ultrasound to be able to see it. Now, if your dating is off or your first appointment is closer to that five or six week mark, there is a chance that you might not be able to see it or hear it at your first appointment. Maybe you came in They did a urine pregnancy test and it was positive and they did a transvaginal ultrasound and they can't visualize that beating heart quite yet. Usually what they say is it's looking like you're pretty early. They'll say, okay, don't panic, come back in a week and we will see if we can detect it and see if 
this is a miscarriage or if, you know, your dates are a little off. But don't worry, if everything is good and baby's healthy, there shouldn't be any issue detecting it at further appointments. Number four, sharing your news with family and friends. Yes. When and if you want to share your exciting news with friends and family, it's completely up to you and your partner. There's no rule book for this and there's no right or wrong way to go about it. Talked about this on previous episodes before. Some people share the day they find out. Others wait until their first appointment. Some people wait to complete their first trimester. Others choose really not to share it until they're pretty late in their pregnancy until it's physically impossible to keep it a secret any longer, which is also fine. And when it comes to sharing your news, obviously I'm completely team like do whatever the heck you want to do, your pregnancy, your body, your baby, your news to share. Could you use a little help with your baby registry and knowing what you need to be doing to stay on track in that second trimester? Don't worry, my free second trimester prep pack is here for you. Inside, you'll find helpful PDFs, including a second trimester checklist so that you feel certain nothing's fallen through those cracks with 22 more to do's and make sure not to skip number 15. (laughs) You'll also get a baby registry checklist that includes diapers to clothing to all the gear, (laughs) get insider tips on all the must haves. And you'll also get our old wives tale worksheet created just for fun, just to see if you can guess your baby's sex based on 20 old wives tales. So to get yourself organized in that second trimester, simply head on over to mommylibernurse.com slash second trimester. That's mommylibernurse.com slash S-E-C-O-N-D trimester to grab your free second trimester prep pack today. Number five, you noticing your bump. That is definitely a milestone. Yeah, it usually happens in the first trimester. That's why I have it in this you know, subsection, but sometimes it's not till that second trimester, especially if this is your first pregnancy. A lot of moms don't have that little pop until a little bit later, but I will say a lot of things do impact when you start showing in pregnancy. But one thing is for sure, you are usually going to notice your pump before anyone else does, right? Because it's your body. You're going to say, I look a little different. And for some women, this happens really early in their pregnancy. Like I said, especially if it's not your first baby. For other women, you might be well into your second trimester. Totally normal, totally healthy, totally okay. And then the final first trimester milestone is completing your first trimester. Checking that 13 weeks and six days of your pregnancy off. And fun fact, a lot of people, they're kind of confused on when does the first trimester end? Is it 12 weeks? Is it 13 weeks? It is 13 weeks and six days. So when you hit 14 weeks and zero days, you are officially in that second trimester. And this is an exciting pregnancy milestone for several reasons, okay? According to ACOG, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, early pregnancy loss occurs in about 10 of 100 pregnancies. And it's actually probably more, but these are based on the pregnancies that we know to happen. Because a lot of people, they might have a pregnancy and they don't even know that they're pregnant and then they get what they think is their period, but they were pregnant. So that number is probably even more than 10 in 100. And an early pregnancy miscarriage is a loss of pregnancy that occurs before the completion of that 14-week mark. And that's not to say that a miscarriage can't occur in your second trimester. Obviously, certainly can. 
But the more exciting thing about getting to the second trimester is that this rate of miscarriage drops pretty significantly after your first trimester. And this is really the main reason that a lot of people wait till their first trimester is complete before sharing their pregnancy with a lot more people. But this is why completing that first trimester of pregnancy is such a significant milestone. Okay, moving on to second trimester pregnancy milestones. So number seven of 20 is announcing your pregnancy. So we talked about this one a a little bit already, but let's revisit it now that we're actually going to announce it. So sharing the news with friends and family and actually announcing your pregnancy are a little bit different. A lot of women choose to share their news with like a few, you know, close friends or family before kind of just like telling the world that they are pregnant. But some people don't do that. But whether this announcement is going to be on social media, a post, email to extended family members, Zoom call, FaceTime, physically getting a bunch of people together, whatever, announcing your pregnancy is a super exciting milestone. I've got a cool blog post on the blog about that. It's called The Very Best Ways to Do a Pregnancy Announcement to Family. And a lot of creative little ideas on there. I will tell you how I announced my first pregnancy to my parents. It was Father's Day and my dad, we got him a little like tiny fishing pole (laughs) because he likes fishing. So we got him like a little tiny fishing pole and had him try and guess what that meant. Like, why are we getting you a tiny fishing pole, dad? (laughs) Like, what are you going to do this? Oh, cool. I remember he opened it and he was like, oh, this is cool. You know, we're like, do you think there's like a reason? Like we wouldn't just get you a tiny fishing pole. It's probably a reason somebody's going to use it. Right. And then finally everybody caught on, but it was fun. Moving on to number eight, quickening. You might not know what that is. I will explain. I've never been pregnant before. Then you're probably unfamiliar with the term quickening, but quickening refers to those first little baby flutters and movements that you feel. So quickening, aka feeling your baby move for the first time. That is a big milestone. Yes. Now, feeling these first movements can vary from person to person, very often varies from pregnancy to pregnancy, but it usually happens sometime around the 16 to 20 week mark. I have heard women describe quickening as feeling like gas bubbles, popcorn popping, a little fishy swimming around in their belly, something thumping their belly from the inside, butterflies, that sort of thing. I always use the analogy, it feels like a fish inside. If you've ever been to the fair and you get, you win like a little fish in a plastic bag (laughs) full of water and you're holding the fish and the fish is like bumping up against the side and you feel like the little tiny fish like hit your hand. I feel like I just, I remember thinking that when I first started to feel my first pregnancy, thinking that it kind of felt like that (laughs) inside. Now, if it's not your first pregnancy, you might notice these movements sooner because you kind of know what you're looking for, right? But if it's your first pregnancy, it can be pretty hard to differentiate between gas and your stomach growling or baby moving or something I ate or something's going on. You know, you might not be in tune with whatever the heck this is. Usually what happens is you start to feel something a little bit uh, and you're like, is that? And then you start to feel it more. And you're like, that's definitely something. And I, my stomach feels fine. It's not indigestion. <laughs> and then you start to feel it more and it starts to get strong. And you're like, that is definitely baby kicks. Okay. But this is one of those big milestones that moms tend to really 
remember. Number nine is your anatomy scan, which usually happens around 16 to 20 weeks, usually around eight, 20 weeks, they do the anatomy scan. And I would venture to say that this is actually one of the bigger pregnancy milestones. So during your anatomy scan, the ultrasound tech will take a deep dive and deep look into things like your baby's heart health, organ development, growth in the womb, and screen for some of the most common issues that can be spotted before birth on ultrasound. Now, knowing that this might be the pregnancy scan where you find out about possible defects, delays, other abnormalities is a little nerve wracking, honestly. But remember, early intervention, education, and knowledge are key to giving baby the best possible outcome. Yes. Number 10 in that second trimester still, finding out the sex of baby. And for some people like me, I didn't find out the sex of both of my babies. But if you do, this is definitely a huge milestone. And if you do that, you should be able to learn this at your 20-week anatomy scan. Some people can learn it a little bit earlier with a blood test. And some people get ultrasounds before the 20-week scan. And they can sometimes kind of detect it around the 14th or 15th week, like super duper early. That's like the earliest possible time with an ultrasound at least. But usually by 20 weeks, if you can see it on the ultrasound, you can see what it is. But that's not to say there are still oopsies, right? So there's definitely been times, especially in the past, where they've thought the baby was going to be a girl and it's actually a boy or vice versa. Used to happen all the time because ultrasound wasn't super advanced. But nowadays, ultrasounds are pretty advanced. So it's pretty hard to get it wrong. But certainly still happens. So there's always a small chance, right, that you get an ultrasound and they tell you you're having a boy and you're actually you're having a girl or vice versa. And side note, if you decide not to find out the sex and you're at your anatomy scan, always go in and be like, hey, everybody, just so you know, I'm not finding out. Don't say anything. It's super easy for the tech to do. They just have you kind of look away while they go down there and check. And then they say, okay, you can turn around and you're good. Some people, what they do is they find out the sex and they have the tech put it in an envelope and then you do a little gender reveal party. And that's a big milestone too. But yeah, finding out boy or girl, certainly a huge milestone because you just go one way or the other. All right. The sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. This one says, hi, Liesl. I just wanted to thank you and leave a review. Five stars. Oh, (laughs) she sent like a five and a little star emoji and a smiley face. That's cute. Uh, First time mom here. I took your natural series and gave birth without an epidural on January 8th at 622 a.m. I ended up having back labor the entire time and early on checked your back labor segment to refresh. I did a ton of hands and knees and counter pressure. My husband, mom, and the staff were all amazed by how calm and quiet I was throughout the whole process. I truly believe your course gave me the confidence I needed to get through. Total labor just under nine hours with 45 minutes of pushing. Oh, I love it. Oh, and she sent me pictures. Oh, she sent me a picture of her husband doing counter pressure. They just look so happy. This is, well, not, she doesn't look happy while she's getting counter pressure, but (laughs) there's a happy picture she sent too. Oh, love it. If you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash courses to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. 
Number 11 in the second trimester still is purchasing maternity clothes. Yeah, I know it sounds a little silly, right? Like, why is this a milestone? But I think it's an exciting milestone for some pregnant moms. I remember being pregnant for the first time and being like, oh, this is cool. I get to buy pregnancy clothes, like special clothes. And it can be fun to pick out new tops and dresses and maternity leggings that are super comfy instead of having to wear just tight pants. And obviously this is probably one of those milestones that's more exciting for some moms than others, but nonetheless, I think it's still worth mentioning. All right, number 12, I like this one. Somebody else noticing that you're pregnant. Usually happens in the second trimester, sometimes even in the first trimester, sometimes in the third trimester. And I'm gonna give a little disclaimer with this one. Um, You know, falls into that same category of, For some moms, it's more exciting than others. Uh, For some moms, it's not exciting at all. And it's annoying if you're in your first trimester and somebody's like, oh, when are you due? And you're like, I'm eight weeks pregnant. (laughs) And I was honestly sort of hesitant to even put this one on the list because I'm definitely of the mindset of that it's really never appropriate to uh, comment or touch or ask a mom when they're due, even if they're like overtly, like super obviously pregnant unless they are talking about the fact that they are pregnant, like you probably shouldn't ask somebody that, you know, if they're pregnant or what they're having or when their due date is, because there have definitely been stories where you hear about someone asking about a pregnancy and the person's not really pregnant. Okay. But with all that said, some women are very proud of their bump and it makes them really, really happy when people start to notice it. I'm not going around giving anybody who's listening to this podcast permission, okay, to go around commenting on every pregnant bump just because I just said that. Some women are very proud, right? Still hold your comments to yourself, okay, unless you hear the mom actually talking about her pregnancy. But just saying that having other people notice your bump is definitely a milestone for some pregnant moms. Number 13 is viability. Yes. Are you familiar with viability and what it means for pregnancy? So viability, which is typically 24 weeks, is when your baby has a chance of survival outside of your womb. Now, obviously, this does not guarantee that they will survive outside the womb or that they will be without any long-term complications, but most higher-level neonatal intensive care units, NICUs, have equipment small enough to attempt resuscitation on infants born at 24 weeks or above, even sometimes a little bit less than 24 weeks, like 23-ish weeks. But again, usually that viability mark is 24 weeks. Honestly, I don't expect a lot of you to be super familiar with this one or even have it on your radar. I promise that had I not been a labor and delivery nurse during both of my pregnancies, I would not have known to really give this one much thought like, oh, I'm at 24 weeks. Cool. I'm viable. And I bring this milestone to your attention, not to scare you, but because I think from a medical perspective, it's an important one and one that should be celebrated. Yes. Number 14, your partner feeling your baby move. Yeah, if you have a partner, right? Some people don't have partners, but if you do have a partner, this is one of my favorite milestones. I think it can be difficult for your partner before they can really feel that baby on the outside. They're not the one carrying the baby. It's hard to connect with a pregnancy that you're not yourself having, especially early on. But actually being able to feel that baby move from the outside can give your partner a way to connect with your pregnancy and it's 
such an exciting milestone for both of you guys. So definitely makes the list. And finally, number 15, the last one in the second trimester is completing your second trimester. Things typically tend to go pretty fast from here until you finish the finish line, except for maybe the last month of pregnancy, which, you know, we always go back to that meme that everybody's seen, like the last month of pregnancy has 57.4 million days. Because uh, it really does feel like it drags on for an eternity. But yeah, this one's definitely one to include. Your second trimester officially comes to a close once you complete 27 weeks and six days. Okay, so 28 weeks and zero days is you move on to that third trimester and it's busy, but it's an exciting one and it's the last one. So let's move on to it. So third trimester pregnancy milestones. Number 16 of 20 is completing your baby's nursery. Yeah. So if you're anything like me, then you probably have or will spend lots of hours on your baby's nursery or thinking about your baby's nursery or just pinning stuff on Pinterest, right? Because setting up a nursery space is one of, I would argue, one of the most fun parts of pregnancy, at least it was for me. And while I did find it to be exciting, I was also happy when it was just check (laughs) done because it was a labor of love for sure. There's a lot that goes into it. A lot of thought, a lot of just work and just, yeah, everything. So it feels good to be able to check it off your to-do list. And some people really don't check it off until the very end. I certainly did not complete with my first pregnancy that one until I was very, very late into my pregnancy. Some people don't even check it off until after they've had baby because they don't, you know, they're planning on having babies sleep in their room for the first few months anyway. So they're, they're not really like thinking about a, a true space yet, but we'll put it in the third trimester because most people I would say at least almost finish it while they're still pregnant. All right, moving on to number 17 is nesting. (laughs) Okay, so it's, I guess it's not really like a singular milestone, right? Nesting, but I would say it's a mark. So nesting is the overwhelming desire to get your house, your space ready for your baby. It kind of goes along with the last one, the completing the baby's nursery one, right? And it's a real thing, you guys. It also looks different for everyone. Some don't get that nesting urge, but I would say that the majority of pregnant women do at some point during your pregnancy, whether it's just a small little area or it's your entire house. (laughs) Usually there's some sort of preparation bug that bites (laughs) and you're like eager to do something to prepare. Typically, the nesting urge is at its peak towards the end of pregnancy, but some women experience it very early on and throughout the entire thing. I had it real bad, real bad. (laughs) Number 18, switching to weekly prenatal appointments. Yeah, I feel like this is a big one. So once you hit 36 weeks, the frequency of your prenatal visits increases to once a week until you deliver with most providers, if not all. And this is an exciting milestone, I feel like, for a lot of pregnant moms because it means you're close, almost at the finish line. You're super close to meeting baby. And this is typically the case for low-risk, uncomplicated pregnancies. Have to give that disclaimer, right? If you have high-risk pregnancy, your prenatal appointment schedule is going to uh, vary quite a bit. But if you uncomplicated that 36-week mark when you start going every week, I feel like I graduated. Number 19 of 20, we got two more. I feel like you guys can guess this one. Pack in your hospital bag. Yeah. So this was one that definitely snuck up on me, especially the first time around, which kind of doesn't make sense. You would think I would pack 
earlier the first time than the second time, but I just, no, I was not ready. (laughs) But anyways, I recommend having your bag packed by about 37 weeks at the latest. Okay. Ideally it would be packed or like almost fully packed by like 35, 36 weeks. But if you happen to be a procrastinator like me, then 37 weeks or 38 or 39 or 40 or right before you leave is fine. Okay. Or just grab some stuff out the door. (laughs) It's fine. And guess what? Even if you show up to the hospital and you have nothing, we will take care of you. It will be fine. You can send your partner or somebody home to get your things. But packing your hospital bag is certainly a milestone for most people. Most people do it. I am definitely a knock it out in one kind of gal. So I carved out a few hours one night and I just packed everything just all in one go. Some people don't do it that way. Some people kind of do it here and there. They'll throw things in there. So totally fine if you do it one way or the other, but it is important that it's just packed before go time. Like I said, you'll be fine. If you don't pack it, it's not the end of the world. (laughs) But if you haven't packed your hospital bag yet, I do have a checklist for you. You can just go to mommylabornurse.com slash hospital bag and you just fill out your name and your due date and your email and I will send it directly to you. You don't even have to think about it. It's just right there. You just check, 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 check off all the things. All right. And finally, that last milestone, 20 of 20 is some people have this one and some people don't, but it is your due date. Yes. And some people, uh, some women are a little more excited to reach this one than others, right? Because you're like, why am I still pregnant? I'm so uncomfortable. As someone who went past her due date with both of my pregnancies, I can tell you that being 40 plus weeks pregnant is not something I want to deal with ever again. It's not fun. But with that being said, hitting your due date is probably the last big milestone other than birth that you will experience during your pregnancy. And obviously it means that you will be meeting your baby super soon, hopefully not another week or two. Some people go to 42 weeks of pregnant, but Yes. Usually by the time you hit your due date, you're like, okay, it's the finish line. I'm not quite finished, but I'm almost there. (laughs) So yeah, that is 20 milestones. Fun little episode. I hope that made you a little just excited. If you're late in your pregnancy, you could relive some of those milestones. If you're early in your pregnancy, you got a lot of things to look forward to. Like I said, I could have probably come up with a hundred more things to put on the list and even talk about, you know, your baby shower or making your registry or just, there's a lot more things, but these are just 20 big things that made the list for this episode that you certainly don't want to miss. Next week on the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast, I have a cool episode for you. We're going to be talking about breastfeeding, but specifically if any birth interventions or any kind of interventions affect breastfeeding. And I'm not going to be talking about this. (laughs) I am joined by Dr. Robin Thompson, and you guys may have heard of her. She is the founder of the Thompson Method. So she came on, she's from Australia, and we just had a lot of fun talking about this. I think she's a very wise lady, and I was very intrigued by everything that she said. So stay tuned. It's a really cool episode. See you guys next week. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth, and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. 
you can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver.